What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of B&E Project. I'm your host, Bailey. And I'm Edie. And today, we're talking lenses. bunch of lenses here on the table with us um for those of y'all watching the uh, watching our channel on, on youtube um we've stacked out a lot of the lenses that we use on a day-to-day basis and um we thought that it would just be important to go over with some of our you know with for some of the audience what uh, what a lot of these lenses were meant for um you know starting out it can be it can be pretty confusing that you know you got your kit lens but there's also so many more options out there and we're just speaking on canons today pretty much yeah um but for for starting out as as i did as a photographer i mean there's just there, there's a wide range and what is zoom and what is prime and what is you know what what are all these things so so today that's kind of kind of what we're going to get into kind of help give you guys some direction on on where maybe you want to invest your money yeah. um, outside of the kit lens. So, um, Harrison, where do you want to start? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say for me, and the, and the great thing about us having this conversation is both of us are different shooters, and, and mm-hmm. I think lenses are kind of like having a favorite pair of shoes for people that collect shoes or a favorite uh, pieces of clothing and things like that everybody has their own lens and style that's tailored more so for you that you like mm-hmm. and so in your own unique way like nobody is wrong for whatever lens that they use it's just man I like this style I like the um, what I can get from a composition perspective out of these what I what I like from a focal range uh, perspective so having this conversation to me is a uh, great what I would say is and, and where we're kind of at um, you like zooms more than you like primes right I am a zoom lens person although primes are very good I am zoom all the way um, I just and the reason why I like the zoom is because they they afford you so much range like I I from one lens it's going to take you three different lenses to get right. um, as a prime but uh, you know zoom lenses are my bread and butter when it comes to things yeah and so for me I like I like primes a little bit more than I like zooms uh, a lot of the uh, primes I like lower f-stops mm-hmm. um, I do like some of the sharpness that comes with primes from just being at that one focal length. Um, there's pluses and minuses to both uh, for a lot of things. But I, I think first, one of the uh, more important lenses to talk about, and it might be uh, the more important of anybody in their uh, photography career, especially starting out, is your kit lens. Mm-hmm. And what that can do for you Um Especially when it comes in terms of like having a budget and starting out, uh, I found for for me, 
starting off, I didn't concentrate on my kit lens enough. So what, what real quick before you get into that, what camera did you start out with? Uh, Canon uh, M50. M50, uh, and yeah. which kit lens came with it? So the kit lens that comes with it, let's see. I believe this is the 15 to 45. Okay. So on a APS-C sensor, this is going to be more like a somewhere between a 24 and you know, I don't know, a 60, 70 something. It, it all Canons on APS-C, it's a 1.6 times crop. So it's going to crop into the image uh, a little bit more. Okay, so you say you say crop for those of us who are who are just getting started out. Um, talk about that a little bit more, and I'm, I, I know what you're going into with that, but let's let's explain it a little bit more for everybody listening. What do you mean by crop sensor? Yeah, so uh, AP APS-C is a little bit different than a full frame. A full frame is 35 millimeters. So the uh, full frame and crop sensors; those are right. two different cameras. Yeah. Okay. Two different two different uh, camera sensors. Um, Let's see, just in simple terms, a full frame uh, gives more of the image mm -hmm. uh, in the simplest form that you can have. You know, we can go down the list of dynamic range and yeah, yeah just, just simple. Yeah, we're just keeping it very simple here. So, yeah, so full frame is a bigger bigger sensor in the camera, right. and the the um, APS C is a little bit smaller. Yeah, the crop sensor is just a little smaller. So, right. what you're saying is that whenever you put a the, these are full frame lenses, right. right? So whenever you put a full frame lens on a cropped sensor, right. you're not getting that actual focal length of that lens. No. So let's take the, just for, for everyone listening, for the, I'm holding the 50 millimeter Canon lens. Right. Um, it's a 1.8 f-stop. So at a 50 millimeter, if I put this on a full frame lens, we're getting the full 50 millimeter zoom right mm -hmm. or focal if we take it off and put it on a crop sensor now it becomes more of a yeah it becomes more of a closer to an 80 so you you take the focal length and you're going to multiply it by whatever uh company um camera like brand so if you're sony i don't know if it's 1.5 or 1.4 yeah. 1.6 1.7 whatever but you need to multiply it by your manufacturers uh, but just roughly roughly the 50 on a canon crop sensor is going to turn it into what an 85 yeah 85 somewhere around there okay so so for those of y'all who are getting who have a crop sensor body and you're buying these full frame lens or these full sensor lenses right. um just know that when you buy a 50 millimeter or a 24 millimeter um, you know, it's actually going to be a little higher zoom than that. So, and that, that goes for even the, you know, the, the zoom lenses too. So like a 10 to 18 millimeter zoom lens. Right. Um, now we're looking at what a 20 to 30 millimeter zoom lens. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So, but, I, you know, it's we're not doing the math to double check it or anything. We're just kind of no. shooting off our hip, but you get the picture. It's, it's with the crop sensor. It's going to make that zoom a little higher oh, than yeah. what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And you know that's that's something to definitely look at and into when you're getting uh, new lenses is what focal range will that afford you and things like that. And I, we can probably make another episode, um, particularly if y'all want to, about the differences between full frame and uh, APS-C and see kind of 
where that goes, you know, we can we can make one of those. But um, yeah. So back back to the back to the lenses. We've already dis- now that we know we've established what is the the difference between the crop and the full frame sensor, and how that affects the lenses. So going back to you said you had the Canon M50, right? Which was a crop sensor, right? All right, and you you were talking about your kit lens that came with it and what you right. thought about it. Yeah, um, I you know going going back to that, I think uh, for me, um, that lens in particular just afforded afforded me a lot of opportunities to really mess around specifically and see like, you know, okay, so I could go all the way up and then see do I like shooting at a fifty mil you know, range, or do I like shooting at closer to an 80 mm-hmm. mil range, or do I like going all the way back and seeing if I can shoot um, at a further focal length, so that way I can get wider images. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just gave me an array of images to work with uh, and different viewpoints without having to go in and, and start buying equipment and more expensive equipment to figure out, like, you know, what my next purchases uh, are going to be. From this, after this lens, um, I went out and actually got some other primes. Didn't know what the crap I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just went out and got some lenses. Like, you you know, just heard prime and good, and yeah. off you went to the Amazon race. Yeah, and, and everybody, right, you hear a low f-stop number, 1.8. 8, 1.2, 1.4, 1.6, whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, what's that? And, you know, you get the little itch a little bit, but um, trying to figure out your style before you start going to lenses, I, I think that's a big thing. What's what's uh, What would be your experience with your kit lens? So with, with our lenses, we started out with the Canon... I don't even remember the name of it. It didn't. It didn't have a detachable lens. It was just one of the ones that had the zoom in and zoom out button. Oh yeah. Um, so it was a it was a Canon something back in the day. Right. Um, and from there, I think we went to a Canon 40D or a Canon. I want to say it was a Canon. No, it was the Rebel. We went to the Rebel, and we started out with a. Matter of fact, I think this is this isn't it, but I think this is the same focal length. It was a 28 to 135 kit lens okay. that came with it, um, and we started out with that one, and that's pretty much what we stuck with for about a year or so because we didn't know any better. Um, we didn't really take any classes or anything. We just knew we could make some pictures with it. Um, then we we ended up upgrading to the 50D, um, and I, I think it had the same kit lens with it. And we ended up going to the 60D, which is what we currently have, um, which is still an oldie but a goodie. That thing's a workhorse uh, for anybody looking for a good camera body. But um, from there, we upgraded to just a few different lenses. We, we ended up getting a better um, 28 to 135 millimeter zoom. Um, that that's the ultrasonic, which is a step down from the L series. Um, and we'll go into that in just a second if we have enough time. But um, so we started out with the 28 to 135, which which helped us, you know, a lot in the weddings and 
and the random shoots that we did. Um, but then we started getting more into the the portraits or the landscapes. We okay. started getting into the landscapes and we realized that the 28 to 135 just wasn't really capturing what we wanted. So we had invested in the 10 to 18 millimeter, which is a very, very wide angle. I mean, for anybody listening who doesn't understand the millimeters, um, the closer to zero you get in the millimeters, the more of a wider angle it's going to get. So, you know, if you get a 10 millimeter um, lens, it's going to be very close to fisheye. Um, and you're going to be able to get all the way from left to right of a, of a landscaped image. Um, and obviously the higher it goes to, you know, one, two, three, four hundred millimeters, the more focal it's going to get. Um, and the more you can get a sharper image further away. But anyways, we went to the 10 to 18 millimeter, um, the EFS, and uh, it was a, well, let me look here, it was a 4.5 to 5.6 f-stop. And uh, that that really, really did well for the landscape, but then, then we started getting into portraits. Mm. And neither one of these really had what we were looking for as far as the crispness and and it also comes down to the dollar amount um how much you are going to pay because we could have gotten you know a a bigger lens that was an l series you know sharper or whatever but the one that you're going to hear everybody talk about when it comes to portraits and pretty much using all the time and i know you like this one too is the nifty 50 right and, and everybody i believe and you do too i'm sure everybody should have a 50 mil oh. in their bag at all times and um the one we ended up getting was the 1.8 f stops not the l series right it's just the regular regular one um the efc uh lens but the the 50 mil delivered such a crisp and you, you know this, you use it too. It delivers such a crisp look whenever you're trying to get up close with somebody and get that, that nice headshot with the bokeh mm-hmm. in the background. Like it, it, There's just so many things you can do. Product photography. Um, it, there's just a ton of things you can do with this lens, and it's, it's really durable. And that, that seems to be the one we've been using the most lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to overall most useful right. i would still stick with the 28 to 135 yeah and you know for me uh i would say the first so the first lens that i i uh, purchased after my kit was the 50 mm. and um what i didn't i didn't know and particularly off the bat was the separation that i got with it with subjects uh some people call it 3d pop some people you know, call it depth of field. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was extremely nice being able to get those images with uh, a lens that was affordable, uh, cost effective, um, and it, it made me feel a little bit more professional. Yeah, because you you said fifty, right? Yeah, you could you could pick the fifty up now. Um, you know, we're well into twenty nineteen by the time we recorded this podcast and you could probably go on Facebook or, or whatever and pick that up for fifty bucks, sixty bucks yeah. if you find a, a gently used one. Yeah, um, there are certain ones, I mean somewhere in the range and and there's some that are a hundred dollars. It it just kinda depends. My uh uh advice would be to find one that's used. Oh yeah. Always, 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 always. Yeah. buy your lenses used until 
I mean, I don't know if I'll ever buy a brand new one. Yeah. And, and for me, either, I mean, Amazon's been great from that perspective. Um, the lens that we're actually shooting on right now is a 35 millimeter equivalent and it's a f2 and found that one used and uh i just i just think that's if i if i could go back mm-hmm. i know i, I would have saved a, probably a couple hundred dollars on some of the lenses that oh, i yeah. had because being able to buy um used the next lens and and for me being more of a uh prime shooter that i really liked is kind of going around to the 85 mil mm-hmm. and i've used that one on uh last couple of projects and i just i love the separation and the depth of field that i've been able to get with that lens and it's it's uh 1.8 on the aperture and i'll i'll get into um one of the pieces of equipment that i use to make it a true 85 mil um i'm still shooting APS-C, mm-hmm. so that one and the degree of separation has been great one of the things with the 85 that I was able to do especially starting off with APS-C is uh, when I put my 50 mil on before I got and we'll just say before I got my speed booster it was at an 80 length so I knew that I already liked the focal length but I had I had no idea how much I liked the focal length I've actually I don't know the last time I've shot with my 50 mil. Mm-hmm. I've been shooting with the 85 now because I just like it. I like how it looks coming uh, out of the camera, and I like the depth of field that I'm able to receive. The uh, other lens that I've enjoyed uh, lately is, uh, and we're actually recording on it right now. It's a 22 millimeter, but it's a 35 equivalent, 35 f2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not image stabilized, and that's you know another thing and topic we can discuss later but it's really good for if i'm shooting uh groups if i'm shooting more than one subject so i really enjoyed that and it allows me to get closer and still have a wider field field of view mm-hmm. um but with primes and you know if you want to go into advantage disadvantage one of the advantages with uh primes is uh, depth of field and sharpness and things like that but one of the disadvantages is I gotta change lenses and you gotta change lenses and not only do you have to change lenses but you have to have somewhere to put all the rest of those lenses that you need for it oh yeah so I mean like we said earlier for for my 28 to 135 it's gonna take you three or four different lenses to be able to cover that wide scope if you're doing things like at a wedding you don't want to have more lenses than what you need you you want your bread and butter lens you want to be able to rotate them out quickly um, only when you have to rotate them out Um, if you're like me and you like going hiking and stuff i don't want to carry a bunch of lenses i want to just have just the one the one that i can get the bird on the tree or you know my wife standing you know next to a cliffside Um, i don't want to have to you know keep swapping it out every time i see a different shot that i want to capture and that's you know, that's, that's pretty big. I mean, for me, uh, if I go on a shoot, I always have to go, okay, uh, pause real quick and let me do this. And, you know, it's, it's actually being more of a prime shooter. It actually makes me think about equipment and bags and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes an expense in itself to say, well, Hey, hold on real quick. Let me, you know, see if I can pay for this bag. So now that I'm standing straight up. I can put my camera in it. 
yep. then get the lenses, then switch. So, you know, uh, ease of use is a little bit different with primes. And also, you know, like we talked about, what kind of uh, shooter are you? The more expensive zooms that you get, the sharper the image and things of that nature. So sometimes that can eliminate certain primes, you know, and if you want to talk about, uh, what is it, the Holy Trinity, I think it's the 16 to 35, then you got the 24 to 70, then you have the 70 to 200. Yeah, 16 to 35, 24 to 70, and 70 to 200, and those are the three lenses that, you know, you'll hear everybody debate about that if you have those in your bag, you don't need anything else, unless you're getting like super creative out there. I know even on the 70 to 200 you can get the multiplier added to it and that, that takes it all the way up to 400 so now you've got 16 to 400 right. in your bag within three lenses um, and that that's something that would you know cover anything you need um, now I, I will say uh, the advantage of getting the higher millimeter because a lot of people will say yes you can get the 50 millimeter and you can use what they call the manual zoom and and for those of y'all listening like what what is the manual zoom well the manual zoom is if you want it closer you just walk closer to the subject Um, but what you are missing whenever you do that is that nice compression of that background so if you were to take a picture on a you know 22 millimeter um, the the background in the that between the subject and whatever you know the building in the background you can tell there's a big difference behind them versus whenever you get you know a 70 to to 200 and you crank that bad boy up to 200 millimeters now the background looks like it that same background and same subject the background looks like it's sitting right on you know the back of the subject so you know i think that's an important part of the zoom lenses that a lot of people forget to to mention oh yeah I th- you know i think that's big and and crucial and also to think about like with the holy trinity i i don't even want to count how many prime lenses it would take mm. and what bag i would have to carry to get all the way there, you know, you gotta take a, you know, 135, then you gotta take 16 mil, you probably have to take almost a fisheye at some point, then you have to take this and that. So, I don't know how many lenses it would be to get all the equivalent focal lengths, but the, you know, ease, ease of use from that perspective, and also, uh, some of these lenses too have to come in uh, with operator control. So if you know how to shoot, um, that's also another thing that it comes down to, mm-hmm. but also, um, post, you know, if you're in post with a uh, Lightroom or Photoshop, that's one of the things that comes into play as well is if you know how to shoot and you have a zoom, you can get a really crisp and sharp image just the same as if you were shooting with a prime in some instances, yep. some, some things just might, uh, the flow and the edit might be a little bit different. But, you know, for me, uh, photography-wise, I know a bunch of shooters that like having zooms because they can go in and out. They don't have to move as much, um, and they can always get the shot without switching. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a prime shooter, you might miss the shot. And I've been in a situation like that where there's some shots that I would have liked to capture, but I'm in the middle of changing a lens, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're taking, like, a family portrait or anything else and people are talking and being there in their natural habitat sometimes it's just nice to just go ahead and snap that photo yep. but 
you're not able to because you're in the middle of changing a lens. Yep, you got to take extra care to make sure to pull the back off of one lens and make sure you don't scratch the glass on your lens or get something in the, the shutter of your camera. And by the time you've transferred everything over and safely packed that expensive lens, lens back away in your in your bag, like you said, you, you may have missed that, that candid moment that you were trying to capture. So yeah. I, I think for the for the novice photographer or videographer i mean these these work for video as well um i think starting out with the kit lens and moving up with the cheaper set of lenses unless you just find like a killer deal on Mm -hmm. a on a a l series or something i think sticking to your zooms um until you become comfortable and you know what you want i've got a 28 to 135 i usually always use I hardly ever zoom on it, so therefore you know you probably want to use a 50 mil. Right. Or I'm always zooming in with this 28 to 135. I can't ever seem to, you know, get enough compression. Well, now you know you probably want to step up to, you know, a 70 to 200. Right. So use these cheaper lenses that come with the cameras to experiment and see what your shooting style is going to be before you start dropping a lot of money on these lenses. Oh yeah, and you know the next thing uh, as well, and you know we can talk about this as well is. I'm, I'm experimenting right now with an M50 and using a speed booster. Mm-hmm. And so I know we alluded to this earlier, but what the speed booster does is it actually makes, yeah, I'm using the uh, Viltrock, it makes, um, what is it? It makes my APS-C closer to a full frame equivalent. Still not all the way there, but my image uh, opens up just a little bit more and gets a little bit wider um, to where it is. So, like, for instance, on the, I think. Is that the speed booster there? Yeah, this one's speed booster. A little element of glass, you can see, that is in front of my sensor, and which opens that up. And I like it because it actually makes my 85 two different lenses. Um, if I put in just a regular adapter, it goes to 135. If I put mm. in a speed booster, it's an 85. Yeah. So it affords me a little bit of a of a range um, to be able to experiment that way as well. I figured out just having the regular adapter, I don't necessarily like a 135. Yeah. That's a little bit further for me. But I do like the 85. Um, and it allows me a certain range... Uh, getting close to subjects where mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm not all the way on them. And that's also another thing, too, when we're talking about these lenses is with your subjects, how close do you want to be and how far away do you want to be? Are you okay being in someone's bubble? Are you not okay being in someone's bubble or is that something that you need to work on? Yeah, because some of these you got to get you gotta get right up in their face with it Yeah, like to get that nice portrait effect. So... Coming to a close here, because yeah. um, I see we're coming up on our time limit. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick one one lens to carry with you for all time, what out of the Canon series, what would be your holy grail one lens to carry? If I had my one lens, I would probably, I would probably go fifty. Now, I. Will, I love the compression of the 85, 
but I know if I'm in a tighter situation, I won't be able to move back as much. What about you? I think if I have to go with the Holy Grail lens for me, I'm going to go with the L-series uh, image stabilized 70 to 200, so that way I can get that compressed photo, and that's just for my shooting style. Um, so I think I think that would be it. I think that would wrap, get it done for me. Yeah. So. Um, guys, we want to go ahead and wrap it up here today. Um, we do appreciate y'all uh, watching us and y'all y'all listening to us on, on whatever podcast system you're listening to us on. Um, please make sure you go down if you like this podcast and, and rate us and leave a comment. We're taking suggestions. If you're watching us on YouTube, guys, please subscribe, hit the bell so you can get notified whenever we update these. Um, and, and please thumbs up if you like it. It really does help us. Uh, if y'all want to try to get a, a hold of us, um, we just uh, opened up our email. It is contactbepodcast at gmail.com. Um, y'all please write in to us and, and let us know if you like what we're doing. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can find us on Instagram at ben.bailey.85. And ed.content, E-A-D-D-Y.content. Thanks, guys.